I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, sitting with old Francisco himself. I'm here. There he is. I'm on. There he is. What's going on, dude? Uh, I had a very good session with my therapist. Oh, good. And I only say that to impart some of the wisdom that she often imparts to me, because I think some of these things are very good. I had a day two days ago where I didn't do very much, mm-hmm. and that really is hard for me. What was it? A, was it a weekday? Yeah, a uh, Monday. Okay. And I did you have a big Sunday? I had we had a we cooked a lot together and then we opened a bottle of wine and then I smoked some pot. Okay. And therefore I woke up on Monday lethargic mm. and committed to quitting weed forever. It's a case of the Mondays. And I you know what I did is I rounded up every single marijuana device that I had in the house. Pens, edibles, joints, whatever I had. <coughs> I put it in a little box and then I buried it in our storage closet under the stairs deep, deep Just to like in, fully... in there. So you had, you had not been smoking regularly up until this point? No, I had been. Oh, so then why did you, why are you hiding it? Cause now you've had too much. I, like you've had it. I, I'm having, I'm, I, you know what it is, dude? It's that, uh, I do it too regularly because of how easily I access it. Right, right. And it's, I didn't, this is not a, a promise to actually quit weed for life. I've grown out of those ridiculous promises. I used to say like, that's it, and I'd throw everything out. Oh, uh, okay. Now, I'm like, I know I'm going to come back to this. Yeah, yeah. But I need to take a break, and I need to establish a slightly less frequent use of this. The problem is I had a weed drawer up in the kitchen, and every night I'd be like, well, it's right there. Yeah. There we go. Let's go, you know, hit the pen and, and turn off the brain. Um, and now I want my usage of this stuff to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. And in order to make it more intentional, I will have to intend to climb through boxes of Christmas ornaments and chairs and things that we're not using to get into the <laughs> back of the storage area to get to it. Over the river and through the woods. Yeah. And, and since I did that, even though I know it's in the house... My urge to do it has gone to zero. It's actually clever because it's so easy to access that it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Whereas when it's not, you have to like really want it. Out of sight, more. out of mind. Just yeah. that was all it took, man. That's nice. It's cool, kind of man. pathetic. That's good. Uh, well, what so, did the shrink say? Well, we had this. Well, so we had this big day, you know, or not not big day. We had that, and then on Monday I woke up and I on Monday I did nothing. I really did nothing, mm-hmm. and I it made me so unhappy. Yeah. Um, because I say to myself, you know, I'm a 32 year old with a good brain for making interesting things that people seem to enjoy, and I did not further my career. I lost a day. Mm-hmm. I lost a day screwing around watching YouTube videos. You know, I read 140 pages of my book, which was solid. But like, I'm not on vacation. Right. Um. What am I doing? I need to I need to try harder. Mm-hmm. It was a lost day and she said sometimes it's okay to lose a day. She said that Charles Darwin 
only used to work five hours a day. Wow. Some of the great minds, these people who contributed the most to the world, worked less hard than we think they did. Right, right. Um, she cited a few other names. Gabriel Garcia Marquez or uh, whatever. Interesting. Was a five-hour-a-day worker. Interesting. You know, and uh, it's fine, you know, if, if, if you look back and, and because... Actually, I'm, I'm just going to read you some of the things because she put it down in writing for me, which I found really helpful. And and then we'll get out of this because I... Um, who is it? You know, wasting time might be... Oh, gosh. I've lost it. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but, dude, yeah, I like I, I think it's it's valuable advice. This happens to me sometimes, too. Some days the day just, like, gets away from me and, and I had things that I should have been doing and I didn't and, like... It's okay, you know. You're very good, though. You get something. You seem to get something done every day, dude. I don't you know. seem to have something that you can point to and say that was progress. I moved the needle. And not and not always. And and some days, even if I sort of do, I don't do it as much as I should have. And it can it makes me feel the way that you felt. Um, so can I, I can I read this to you, please? There will always be an endless list of chores to complete and work to do and a culture of relentless productivity that tells us to get to it right away and feel terribly guilty about any time wasted. But the truth is, a life spent dutifully responding to emails is a dull one indeed. And wasted time is, in fact, highly fulfilling and necessary. When we spend so much time doing what we should do, there are no real breaks. There's no sleeping in, going for a long walk, or reading by the window. If we manage to do this, it comes with a looming awareness of the things we should be doing, and so the experience is weighed down by guilt. This happens to me fucking all the time. Wasting time might be about recharging your battery and decluttering. Taking time to be unproductive will ultimately make you better at what you want to do, but it's also fulfilling in and of itself. Even watching TV can be a transporting experience, but only if you relax and enjoy it. Walking around the block or simply doing nothing uh, are amounts are moments to be embraced. They might be time well spent. Yeah. Dude. Like you can do nothing and it can be good. I love it. Charles Dickens, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and Charles Darwin had quite relaxed schedules working for five hours a day or less. It's a fact. Work work, and, as, as she puts it, shoulds, I should be doing this, um, expand to fill the time they are given. I love you know, it. So anyway, she she's got a really interesting thoughts on that, and the uh, the good news is that the next day I really turned it around and had a very fulfilling day. That's great, and there is dude, there's something there too. Like a lot of the sort of unconven like the the more successful people that I know, they sort of adhere to like weird their own weird schedule, like the 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 pressure to sort of like be on the world clock. It doesn't seem to like affect them as much mm. for a lot of these sort of like entrepreneur people that I know or whatever. Anyway, so anyway, so I always looked to that and I kind of admired a little bit because I personally feel that pressure. Like maybe it's because my girlfriend has a conventional schedule. I will say that since I've lived with her, I'm significantly more productive mm. just because like I don't have anybody who's like trying to distract me. Right. I'm around a person who's busy and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. I can work too. I, I will say that hearing sierra and how hard she works and all the calls she's on and i mean i i have to schedule time with her on a google calendar that's crazy if i want to have a lunch with her you know talk about something for whatever half an hour wedding plan whatever it is that's nuts but unfortunately it has sort of the opposite effect on me it makes you want to work right there is 10 feet away through the door is somebody who's working 
the way that one should work. And the contrast of that weighs me down in my lack of drive. Interesting. interesting. It makes me feel even more marooned on an island of listlessness. When I have my bad day, when I have bad days, I feel that way too. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, I'll say this. Sorry. No, I got nothing. I'm just thinking about what you're saying. Well, I was going to say, um, so my brother, This the, I promise this ties into what we're talking about. My brother and I, a thing in adulthood that we've like kind of connected over is video games. I'm not like, I've never, as an adult, I haven't owned my own system. Yeah. video game system um partially scared too partially because i'm like oh, i don't want to waste time but I, it's just never really called to me i don't i don't necessarily think that it's a waste of time it certainly can be a distraction but whatever so he bought me a nintendo switch for my birthday i think yeah i got the super mario game i played it i loved it whatever then for christmas he and then i had then i didn't get another game but for christmas he got me another game he got me zelda breath of the wild <laughs> which is considered one of the greatest, one of the best video games ever made. Mm-hmm. And dude, I cannot stop playing it. Wait, is it <laughs> is it that one specifically or just Zelda in general is the greatest game? Ever? Zelda Breath of the Wild specifically. For is, Nintendo Switch. For Nintendo Switch is considered one of like the top, if not the top rated video game ever made. Come on. Chris, yeah, Chris. It's, it's one of... What are the other greats? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, is that up there? It's got to be. I mean, I, I I don't actually know. I feel like it's fair to assume maybe the Grand Theft Auto games, but this is a it's a, it's like Grand Theft Auto. It's an open world game. But it's Zelda. It's Zelda, but it's not. It doesn't adhere. They changed it up. Apparently, my brother knows so much about video games. They apparently changed up the whole format to like make it more conducive with anybody. Like I don't know shit about the story of Zelda. Mm. This is the first time. Chris I just typed in best games of all time, and it's the second one that shows up. So that one, yeah. Grand What's, Theft Auto's first. Really? Yeah. There you go. And they're, they're very similar in the styles yeah. of, of game. You can choose to do the missions. You can choose not to. What about like Call of Duty? Is that on there? Sure, that's got to be in there. What about like Madden? Uh, Grand Theft Auto, Zelda, Portal 2, Minecraft. This seems like a very ones. subjective this thing is, to, to make of a, li- a no, list. No, but like this there's, is there's criteria. Accurate. There's like ratings yeah. and shit. Minecraft is the one The that, best game ever. Did you play that? It's just never going to go away. So it's my dad, exist forever. you know, my dad is really big on um, robotics yeah. in schools. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, through his company, would fund, uh, you know, laptops for schools in Maine so that they could have robot develop robotics clubs because he was all about programming and computer science and bringing that to young kids to get them started earlier. Yeah. And he said that, Minecraft was a game that when kids would start playing that, it would develop them towards computer science skills where they would be light years ahead of anyone else who was starting from scratch. Yeah. Your dad's cool, dude. He loves this. This is like stuff. the second or third nugget recently where I've just been like, damn, this guy's like a fucking innovator. Yeah. It's sick. Well, you know, 
one thing he said that was amazing was like he would go into these schools in Lewiston, Maine, and uh, and other sort of neighborhoods that just didn't have a lot of funding or whatever for their public school systems. And he would ask these teachers, what would it take to create a computer science program for your kids? And they were like, two laptops. And he's like, all right, how much does that cost? And they were like, $900. And they'd be like, and he'd be like, okay. And they were like, we can't, it's not within our budget. We tried. 900 bucks right, is the crazy. difference that's between kids learning computer science or whatever and, and not crazy uh and so he would you know he, he don't they donated laptops use laptops whatever so dude sp- speaking of which one of the nfts that i own oh is boy. land in the minecraft metaverse thing <laughs> i don't fully understand but hoping that that ends up being a big payday baby love it good luck um, but dude, anyway, so Zelda is becoming a little bit of a problem and specifically like Hillary liked Mario, like she enjoyed hearing Mario, but she's getting really, like there was this one part of Zelda where I was trying to figure out how to like climb this mountain that I ended up not even needing to do to be able to climb. That was working out for like two hours. I'm playing this game. I'm spending hours playing this game. Okay. <laughs> and there's this sound of Link, who's the main character going, eh, 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 climbing the thing. And she goes, why is he making that noise? What is that noise? She goes, and then like yesterday she had a long day and she comes out of the bedroom. She's finished working and I was playing like I had finished doing my stuff too. And she goes, I can't fucking look at this game right now. And just like walks back into, into the bedroom. And I'm kind of like, is this going to become a problem for us? <laughs> like it might. Yeah. Zelda might become a problem. It, I don't us. think it's a great thing for her to see you playing video games. But like, why? Like, dude, this is the thing. I thought that too. And I'm like, I want to play video games. Fine, fine. You know, but let's, you're right. You're let's, right. Let's com- let's switch that scenario. Let's say that instead of her walking out uh, into the room and seeing you, you know, lift Link up a ladder as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> instead of that, she sees you reading a book. You know, Fedor Dostoevsky's. Crime and punishment, or whatever, something not even that crazy. Yeah, I think her reaction goes from one of being like, "I'm dating a child," to mm-hmm. a, "Ooh, this is cool. This is nice." Yeah, no, yeah, I agreed. But am I wrong? No, you're right. But like, I'm not gonna just try to do a fucking brain over on myself. Like, it doesn't have to be. Maybe that's that. one of the good things about me is maybe that I have a childlike demeanor. Maybe you're chopping carrots <laughs> and cooking her dinner. No, fine. I do thoughtful. I do thoughtful things for her. I know you do. You, you're right. You're right. There's better things that I can be doing than playing video games, but I'm really enjoying. I, and I'm not even saying that this is a. I'm. I'm not saying it's a problem for your relationship. I can just. I'm just saying the 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 optics from her of having not seen you for a long time, and that's her first sight. Versus you're on the floor doing push-ups, or you're reading a book, or you're you know researching on your computer. Uh, you know, you're on Wikipedia, whatever the fuck it is, yeah. Um, is very different than dude, 100% holding a GameCube thing in your hands. Uh, That is 100% true. I know all of that. Um, but like, I the idea, like, like, I'm do she knows I'm doing things, like, you know what I mean? Like, I have my editing station, she wouldn't be dating you if you didn't do any, if all you did was play video games, but even on a lesser level. If Sierra's coming home and I'm watching TV 
and I'm watching my guilty pleasure summer house or something like that. And I know as soon as I know she's getting close, I might switch it to like hard knocks because her watch seeing me watching a sports documentary or, you know, world war two and living color versus summer house is a a difference in, in perception. And I, at this point in our relationships, we don't have to hide those things. We'd be fine, but we could be half a percentage point better. But it's important. You bring up an important point. It's important not to get too comfortable. I know what you're saying. And like, if I know Hillary's on the way home and if I've been playing Zelda, which, by the way, has only, has only been happening for the last week because it's it's new. I just got it. I just started playing it. But I will turn it off and, like, switch the HDMI back over to the Apple TV. Yeah. And just not <laughs> really. We don't know if I was playing Zelda. Oh. Another funny thing, though, dude, there's a couple of things that annoy her. One of them, so, like, in Zelda, there's this thing where, like, you can cook. So, like, you'll gather a bunch of shit and then you can cook it and it makes it more better for you and, like, it fills up your lives, whatever. And I'll sit there and cook a bunch of shit. And then it, the sound is the same of him eating. It's just, ah, ah. I should just hear it over and over and over. And the other thing, and I don't know why this happens in these games, but like in Mario, they do it too. But like when you're talking to somebody, they don't actually talk. They just, you see the words. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, no, it'll just be like, ah, da, 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 da. Because they didn't want to ah. pay someone to have... Yeah, seven thousand people toss those things out. Cutting a corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've told you that I was. I'm. <laughs> I'm credited as having been characters on Red uh, Dead, right? Red Dead Redemption. And and by the way, I always said that to people. I my IMD. I didn't even know this. I have an IMDb page. It has it. And my Red Dead credits are the only thing that are on there. <laughs> Dude, I have two. I've done a couple of the, I don't think they've come out yet, but I'm excited for them too. Yeah. Because, or at least hopefully I don't get cut or whatever. Yeah. That's a fun little credit. It is cool. It was a cool thing to do. The problem was I was really sick the day that I went and did it. Mm. I had a bait major stomach bug. Shit. Um, and I was just really, I think I've told you this, when you... When you go into the room you, and you strap on the suit with all the, yeah, sensors, the sensors on it, if you need to go to the bathroom, every time that you go to the bathroom, you know you you take the suit down, you go to the bathroom. It's a onesie, so you Crazy. whether you're peeing or not, you have to take the whole thing off basically. But then to come back in, you have to recalibrate oh my with God. the cameras. Yeah, that makes so sense. they they have to do a full sort of 360 degree view kind of scan. And it takes like 15 minutes. Jesus. And I had horrible diarrhea <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> when you're putting on the suit in the 360 degree room, diarrhea. And, yeah. And it was like, it was a nuisance if anyone had to go to the bathroom. It was a nuisance yeah, to the, the, peep, the whole team working. That sucks. And so I was that guy. And, they, and you know, I, I had to tell them. I was like, listen, I'm having a problem. Oh. <laughs> I promise oh I'm not just like nipping off to take another meaningless piss oh my god dude that's so funny i never i've only done the head set i've never done the full body that's cool that's dude that is really funny especially too because they try to like make your session as fast as possible so they don't have to pay you more right (laughs) they're like oh this guy thinks he's yeah it was not very much money i will say that uh that gig was not as good of a gig as i would have liked for it to have been that yeah that's an interesting tidbit those video game gigs they're not that uh um Interesting. What do you? Is there something you do that you can pinpoint that uh, Hillary really, really likes that makes her very attracted to you? What would you say is the thing that you do? 
So this is funny that you say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a little bit of a backstory to get to this. But over the holidays, we had a couple fun meals in Boston and the surrounding area. And during lunch, we were playing like get, we were playing a couples game where we were asking each other's questions. And if dude, it made me like very. It was like very intimate. It like made me want to like you know, you know. Fucking mm, find a little. Maybe want to. Uh, hey, should we get out of here? Playing a playing a couples game where you ask each other questions about each other. Not sexually questions either, but be a little. Uh, well, you say we hop in a back seat and you make a man out of me. <laughs> you bad boy. Oh. But yeah, asking things like, "What's your favorite so and so about me?" Or like, if you if you look it up, you'll get these like hundred question. It's a really fun exercise. And anyway, she was answering some of the questions, and there were things that I like didn't really know she felt that way about me. And when she would say something, it like would make me feel really good, like things that imp- that impress her about me. That's cool. And like, this it, is a great answer. It's really fun. Yeah. So, what's the name of that game? You should just Google it. Like the first one that comes up is this like Oprah 100 question, and like some of them are a little sexual. Like you can kind of pick and choose which questions you ask each other, uh, but it's really fun. And it like, it's it's really nice. I really appreciate it anytime she'll tell me something that I do that like she th- is into or whatever. Mm, mm, um, mm-hmm. And. I don't know. I don't. I think I don't. I, I don't want to answer because it will just sound like I'm like bragging about myself. I guess that's but, okay. But, you don't do that. Well, but th- there are things that she'll say where I'll be like, "Oh, thanks." Like I'm. That's nice of you to say that. And sometimes there'll be things that I notice, and I'm happy that I'm getting that I'm getting credit for them. And other times it's things that I didn't even like realize about myself. Mm. You know, and it's not stuff that as it relates to her. It's just about my personality. Like she'll be like the way you do this or how you do this is unique or I love the way that this or that. And it'll be, a lot of times it'll be really specific stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so it's well, fun. it is amazing how much I think uh, women notice about us and without sharing. Right. Because I almost think that whenever I notice something about Sierra that I like, I tell her immediately, <laughs> one, to make her feel good, but also because I'm proud of myself for having come up with, you know, for having noticed something. And it's yeah, like almost yeah. I want credit <laughs> for having observed that thing, you know, <laughs> which is so self-serving and, and, and like a dog, you know. <laughs> um, but I do know that I do know that Sierra just objectively likes me more right after I've gotten my hair cut. <laughs> that's a that's a, a very look. every time I get my hair cut, she's just so much more attractive that's to me. So she goes, ooh, yeah. She'll give you a little. She, she'll she'll pat me on the side. You look so good. You look so cute, good. Cute. Yeah, and those I always like to go out to dinner. If you want to be high without actually being high, I know that that sounds like it doesn't make sense. But if you know, you know, right? That's you, right. If you want to be high without being high. We very highly recommend Dadgrass. That's right, we do. It's all the weed without the actual THC. Oh, man. It's, very, very low in THC. It's so much mellower, you know? And it, it just takes you back to a time when music was on vinyl. Delta was an airline. <laughs> and hipsters were a style of jeans. Sit back, light up, and chill out the old-fashioned way, Julio. I like that, dude. But yeah. Yeah, like the, the ritual of smoking is so enjoyable. Yeah. Like... You see these guys in the studio rapping, like my boy fucking Anuel AA, just smoking a fat joint, wearing a chain of himself while rapping. And I'm like, I want to do that, but I know how insecure I would get immediately. Yeah, and also you know that if you did smoke a big fat joint in a studio, you wouldn't be able to remember the words of your song. <laughs> you might not. There's just so many downsides. Yeah. I don't like altering. I'm happy with the way my brain works currently. I don't need to alter it. I like the dad grass for that. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, it's legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Yeah, it's great. All Dagrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over. It ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering you guys, our listeners, 20% off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. We went out to dinner... Last night, actually. Oh, nice. To an amazing restaurant. Where? Damaka. I've never heard of it. It's an Indian restaurant made by this new food group called Unapologetic Indian or Unapologetically Indian. I've heard of this. I think. Yeah. Were so you telling me about this? Might, might I have been? Maybe at some point. I don't know. Um, they've been getting tons of hype. Cool. But it's in the Lower East Side. It's cheap. Love it. You don't have to wear It's not fancy. Mm-hmm. Our dinner was like 90 bucks. For two people. Did you drink? Yeah, she had a beer at a cocktail. Yep. So that the show to clarify, under hundred dollars with drinking is impressive. Yeah. Um and the portions are enormous. But the every item on the menu is authentically Indian. It's not which isn't to say that chicken tikka masala is not, right. but it's not you know, you're not ordering, oh, we're having Indian food tonight. Right. You're like, what is that? Totally. We, so we had lamb neck, we goat neck biryani, Ooh. and that's uh, a very celebrated dish from um, Hyderabad. 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 Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to say it. It's so one of those words I've only read and I've never said. Yeah. So I have no. And idea so they've it. got celebrated dishes from these things. Now, this the reason I bring this up is because something interesting happened at this restaurant. Uh, two interesting things happened. The first was. You know, you brought you get brought in. All the serving staff is wearing masks, and then I'm sent. You know, our guy is explaining uh, explaining the dishes to us. We have no idea what to order. It so he's he's walking us through, doing a great job. But he, he's he's got a pretty thick accent, understandably, and he's also got a mask on. Oh, okay. So it's a little hard to to kind of hear everything. The restaurant's bustling, music's blasting. So I'm kind of getting a little overwhelmed. And I think there was a guy, this guy leaves, and then the this this guy came over who was not wearing a mask and was tall and was like, can I help you? And it was as if he'd watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy exuded uh, an air of knowledge and confidence such that I had no other assumption to make other than that he was the owner of the restaurant. Okay. And I said, oh, is this your restaurant? He goes, a bunch of people own it. Okay. Which is humble speak for yes. yes. <laughs> and it turned out he was the executive chef and one of the oh, owners, sick, uh, which we found out from the next, the next waiter that talked to us. But I said to this guy, you know, we, were rec- we don't know what to order. This is, some- this is something we were recommended, the goat neck biryani as being the signature dish here. But... Um, you know, he said it was pretty spicy. I do okay with spice. Uh, I'm not. I'm not great. I'm a little bit of a wimp. I said that, mm-hmm. and he goes, "It's." He goes, "We have a word or something here where we 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 call it this, which means like an you know an explosion of spice and flavor. You need this in order to get the full experience of the authentic food." And he basically, it was almost like a defensive answer. 
Interesting. Like, what are you doing here if you don't like spice? Interesting. We're not backing off anymore. Interesting. And I'm. So I, you know, he, you're in a good spot. Yeah, he walked away, and I remember thinking, like, Jesus, like, I, I asked the wrong question, you know. And it is something of their restaurant where they are very proud of how spicy they are. Mm. But we ordered it; it was spicy. I did fine. Sierra thought it was too spicy. Interesting. And she has typically had a much higher threshold for spice than I do. I wonder if your exchange with that guy immediately upped your spice tolerance temporarily. Dude, I was, you're like Zelda I, drinking the the, yeah. the heat elixir. Ah. I, I <laughs> two bites in, I took my sweatshirt off. I was wearing a sweater, and I tackled this dish as if it was a an athletic exercise. Awesome. And I was challenging myself to eat it. Awesome. And it was exhilarating. I was sweating. That's fun, dude. I my love nose it. was pouring. I love it. They brought me one of those mango drinks. Lossy? Yes. Yeah. To help quell the flames. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude, but this I sounds great. powered through. You know who doesn't like spice that much? Our pal Chris Christofferson over here. Does he not? He's not a big spice guy. No. We Italians have delicate I, tongues. I try, but it's just <laughs> I never ate it growing up. So now when I eat it, yeah. it's just like yeah. I, it's I like like buffalo sauce, I love the taste of it, but it's just like I'm just dying the whole Dude, time. Dude, you can you can ease your way in though. No, I I've, I'm I was getting not way better. Could, yeah. I could not handle spice my whole life. Yeah, the whole life, and now I've I've started to get into it. Yeah, no, I am as well. I'm like slowly starting. Yeah, I will add Indian spice. I have a much better ability to handle than like hot sauce. Then I was gonna say Mexican food that's oh, interesting. spicy. Interesting. Peppers, like uh, the peppers they use in Mexican food that are really spicy, are so much harder for me than whatever they're using in Indian food. Interesting. Indian food is spicy, spicy, but then if you step back for a second, it dies down. It's a different spice. Mexican food stays on your mouth and your tongue and builds. Yeah. For until you've like you're ten blocks away. It's almost like sound. Like when you edit sound, there's a way to make the sound pan. And like Indian spice is like surround spice. And Mexican spice is like direct yeah, spice. Yeah. Listen to all these great ways that we're <laughs> describing spice. I hope you appreciate that at home. This sounds like fucking the Will Smith yeah, show. The yeah. spice. Dude, The uh, it's funny. Like spice. So I never, my family does not like spicy food. Like they'll think things are spicy that doesn't taste spicy to me. Mm. And I didn't grow up with it either. Like Chris, but one weekend my uncle Tony watched us and we went and got a pizza and he sprinkled some, some like pepperoncini on it. And then I started doing that. And my parents were like, ah, fucking Tony, (laughs) may he rest in peace. But he's like, ah, he hangs out with you for one week and he gives you that habit. (laughs) But then from there I started really liking spice and dude, I now love spice to the point. There's some things about it that I really like. You can't eat it too fast. Mm. Because it's too spicy. So it makes you enjoy it. And like, there's nothing I enjoy more than ordering uh, Thai, a Thai curry, a really spicy one, and eating the whole thing. And by the time I'm done, if I eat it fast enough, I'm sweating through my shirt. <laughs> the feeling that that gives me is so exhilarating. Yeah. I've there, really grown people to People say spice. that there's a, almost a sexual, uh, you know, you get excited. There's an, there's an endorphin thing with spice. It's awesome. People get turned on from eating it. I believe it, dude. Yeah. Dude, I was in New Mexico. I know I've talked about this before, but I worked a weekend at a chili stand. One of, Tim, 
the the hedge fund guy, his family owns the seasonal chili business that's been in the family. And it's, dude, people will come and they get like a fucking duffel bag worth of chili that lasts them the entire season. They freeze it. And bro, the chili like was not chili as I know it. It's not like meat and onions. It's like just these peppers that you like peel and skin and then like you chop them up and you put a little garlic or whatever. I forget how to prepare them. But then, bro, they bring it with them. When they go out to eat, they bring a bag of their own chili. Oh my God. And dude, it's the spice is so unique. It's this thing where like you'll eat it and then like you'll go to bed and you'll just have warmth in your chest. Ooh. And I'm like, what is that? It's not heartburn. It's just this warmth. And then I remember Tim's dad was like, yeah, that's that chili burn. He's like, it's like a warm sweater, isn't it? I was like, mm. oh my God, dude, that's I crazy. I don't know. That doesn't sound very good for my insides. It, it, it's delicious though. Mm. Um, and they were bragging about all the vitamin C, all the shit, whatever. But to your point, spice, fascinating topic. Yeah. Question for you. Cool. What was the name of the restaurant and specifically where was it on the Domica. Oh, sorry. Lower East Side. Uh, Do you remember where? Yeah, right on. Fuck. I mean, it's. Do you know where the Essex Street Market is? Yeah. Okay. So like Essex Delancey area. That it's 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 in the Essex oh, Street cool. Market. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that they were doing something. It's like that right in, in the front, though. It's cool. it's not. I mean, you, you walk in, and if you go into the market, you miss Street it. Street Market's weird. It is weird. It's sort of. It, it feels like a traditional like market that you'd go into another country and like. Yeah. The setup, at least. They got some cool stuff, but they've got some moody uh, stall <laughs> proprietors. <laughs> they've got some very judgmental, temper tempered people. Dude. Um, so, dude, I used to live in a Bengali neighborhood in Brooklyn, and they had all these restaurants. And I'd go in there, and I, I, I kind of grew to like the food mm. until I realized that I was being overcharged. Like, they had a, like, if you were Bengali, you got charged less. Really? Which is fine in general, I guess, except for the fact that I'm the only non-Bengali going. So I'm the <laughs> only person paying more, which is, like, really ended up becoming a little frustrating. But, dude, I try to, like, joke around with these guys, and sometimes the language divide would just, like, take away the subtlety, mm. and it would be funny to see them, like, sw not understand my obvious joke. So, like, I'd go to the restaurant, and there, there would be these big restaurants, and there'd be no one in the restaurant. So I'd make a joke. I'd be like, oh, you think that you guys can squeeze me in? Like, is there a table for me? Yeah. And the guy would just go, yes. It <laughs> <laughs> like, was very obvious. Dude. I was like, like never mind. Fuck it. Uh, but it was fun. It was I fun living that. in that neighborhood. It's good. Dude, so we were talking about chronoptimism. Yes. So I wonder what the name of the term is for the same thing, but for being hungover. Like where you, you did an entire day of tasks hungover. You were so hungover. And you happen to get through the day, and now you just think that you can get that fucked up and still get through your day. Oh, that's a very good one. That's interesting, right? That's a good one, Julio. It is a thing. That's nice. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. And In my tennis teaching days, dude, I would do that. That's absolutely bad. the spot. It's it's like one the one time where you went to an a morning flight having not slept a single minute. Yes, and, and it was then fine. you flew and you got home and you survived it. <laughs> so you thought, I never need, you know, yeah, yeah. 7 a.m. flight, I can go to bed I'm at good. 3. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, nope. And it's the stars do not align every time. I know, I know. It's a yeah, crazy thing. That is a good about. one. We should come up with a term for that. Uh, yeah, hungover, <laughs> you know, optimism. Hung optimist. Yeah, dustimism. <laughs> As my friends call it, when you're super dust. Right. Oh, like when you're exhausted, when you're just like, whether it's exhausted or hungover or just really incapable. Doing I mean, I have anything. friends who, who 
We, I mean, we, we used to get so fucked up that like the whole next day they wouldn't leave their bed and they would order, deliver food and tell a roommate to like <laughs> open the door and then they'd instruct the delivery person to bring it up to their bedroom <laughs> and they'd tip extra but that if the guy didn't bring it all the way to their bed you know they wouldn't they wouldn't be happy dude that's really funny i wonder about that sometimes i wonder if like i think that i now have more trouble recovering from a hangover than i used to but i wonder if that's true I definitely do, but I also don't get hungover anymore because I don't drink enough too because I'm so scared of it. But think about this. Like when we were younger, you would sleep till like two o'clock or something. I don't know if you ever did that, if you did or didn't do that, but I would do that sometimes. I would sleep till 1231 when right. I was a teenager. And I'd wake up fine, feeling fine, but I would not feel fine today doing that. I don't think. But then I'm like, am I just wrong? Like, do I just have more resp- responsibilities now? Or is the, is the hangover being worse as you get older? like a a product of the sort of development of your life and your priorities or are you just physically actually more No, hungover? I think there's a, a physical thing yes, where right. our bodies are just more resilient when we're young. Yeah. Um they are able to dispel the evils of what are of our bad decisions <laughs> more readily. Um and now they just they lie they 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 stay with you. I have a friend who would we we developed like if you if you felt really really shitty you would call it uh p-o-m-d i'm p-o-m-d today which is when you know he'd be so hungover (laughs) from saturday that he would take a sick day on monday (laughs) what does p-o-m-d stand for? well his name starts with a p okay and it's his name on a monday Monday day. I'm taking a blank on yeah. a Monday day. That's if funny. you would if you were so banged up still on Monday <laughs> from Saturday <laughs> that you couldn't go to work and you'd call in sick, you were POMD. That's fucking great. Yeah. But dude, it's funny that is so real and I tend to have the kind of Mondays that you were describing at the beginning of the episode when I'm POMD. Like when I go too hard Saturday. Yeah. And then Monday, so then I like developed this idea that it's way better to go much harder on Friday night. Mm. But I started to realize that sort of the gods of partying don't allow you to plan for that mm-hmm. well enough. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so there's, there's no point in even attempting to be like, well, Friday night I'm gonna, you know what I mean? The nature yeah. of partying is not overly planning it. Right. Sierra, um, it's interesting. I said to her, uh, you know, because I was filling out my avails for a comedy club and. I said, uh, would you prefer, if I were to fill in that I, I could do shows on a Friday or a Saturday, which of those two nights would you rather that I be available to hang? Mm-hmm. And she said, definitely Saturday. Interesting. She said, I don't like to go out on Fridays at all. Maybe because she's too tired she's from the work She's too tired week. from work. Yeah. But I said, that's interesting because I'd much rather go out on a Friday than a Saturday. Yeah, same. Because if you go out on a Friday, you have all day Saturday and Sunday to recover totally. from it. Uh, and you still you still feel like you've had a, a good weekend. Totally. Um, so that's going to be something that we're going to have to work through. <laughs> for sure. That's funny, dude. Dude, I got to say, people people act like you're either a cat person or a dog person, and I, I just don't believe in that. I'm a both. Isn't it possible to be a both? You could be. I'm a both. You could be a both. I love dogs and I love cats. They both have unique things that they bring to the table, and they're great companions. Uh, my family traditionally is a cat family. 
Uh, you guys all know the story by now. I forced my mom to get a kitten, which she was terrified of, and now she has five cats. Every time she goes to the cat store, she buys a cat. So she's no longer allowed to go to the cat store. No, mom. No. Bad mom. Bad mom. Uh, anyway, as you guys know, cats are carnivores. They need lots of meat. I did not know that leading cat food brands are often filled with fillers, grains, very little protein. And that's why she has switched to cat person cat food. Everything the cats need uh, for them to stay happy and healthy. High quality, high protein meals delivered right to my door. And in this case, her door. And they'll do the very same for you. And if you order the starter box today... Uh, we have arranged that Cat Person provides an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off for our listeners. Uh, the, they have all the flavors that your cats love. Chicken and turkey, turkey and duck. This is the dry food, salmon and tuna. The wet foods, chicken, turkey, salmon and tuna, mackerel and bream, all the good combos. It's very good stuff. Uh, Panucci, my mom's fattest cat, is being fed well and is so full that she actually does not need to eat on the other cat's plates. Do by the way, the cats have the most Italian names. One of the cats is named Ginetto. <laughs> my parents would be like Ginetto like they have a couple of these cats that just have these Italian love fucking that. names like, it's a classic uh, you and your cat are gonna love cat person as much as we do go to catperson.com slash oops use code oops to save nearly 50% on your starter box with free shipping that's catperson.com slash oops code oops uh, to save nearly 50% off on your starter kit get in there and get it dude I had this preposterous kind of text conversation with my brother which isn't unusual like we tend to like talk about like he'll be like he'll make some really obscure re reference that's like pretty funny to me we sort of like it's like a brotherly thing you know you can kind of like tap into each other's whatever um, but we had this conversation I thought it was pretty funny and I'm like is this funny or is this just like stupid but like I think the way that he said this he had intended for it to become a discussion topic anyway so he goes imagine a guy who shaves his head but leaves the neck scruff <laughs> he's like oh. you know the hair your barber usually shaves at the end and I was like ha 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 then he goes then you hold him down and shave it off like a few good men and I, I put in quotes I was like get over here you rascal he goes wouldn't that annoy you though and I'm like who am I in the scenario he goes, the guy watching another guy live his life with that haircut. And I'm like, I guess it might annoy me. Yeah, but shaving it might shaving it for him might feel really good. He goes, yeah, but he won't let you is the thing. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Then I go, then yes, that's extremely frustrating. He goes, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, no one's ever had that haircut to my knowledge, though. And that was the end of the conversation. This is you and your brother? Yes. Is that like insane? How... how <laughs> How many people, where would that have come from? I have no idea. I don't know where he came up with that, but he'll come up with these scenarios that are like, he'll call it refreshing and they're funny. Like they're just like, he goes like, imagine, dude, I don't even know. No, I guess I kind of get it. Some people's brains work that way. Um, <laughs> and they, they, they add value to the world. <laughs> Absolutely. But it is bizarre. Another thing he'll do, he'll say, how much do you hate? And then he'll say a scenario that's like never happened, but like it'll, it sort of makes sense that he'll be like, how much do you hate when you're skiing with somebody down a mountain and like at the bottom of the mountain, once you've already arrived, when they arrive, they stop abruptly and blow snow in your face just to intimidate you. <laughs> I was like, Dude. Yes, I don't like that, but that has happened. That is a, that's a gag that people do. Really? Oh yeah. Dude. It's like it. good hockey players will good spray ice shavings in the face of the goalie too, you know? Just like, oh, of the other team? Whatever, you know, it's just like a bully move. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, dude, I don't know. All right, I got, I got something interesting here. Okay. I got something interesting for you. So um, a listener sent us an interesting DM 
uh, about last episode, we talked about uh, manly injuries, uh, right? And yes. bleeding. Yes. And, and, but not having it be actually bad so that everyone thinks it's bad and you get all the bonus points for being tough. <laughs> so this is Ryan. Um, uh, back in college, I played Division Three lacrosse. I played long pole, and in the beginning of a game, I took a shot to the back coming across the crease. It hit him. A shot hit him in the back. Mm-hmm. About 20 seconds later, I started vomiting pure blood. <laughs> Handfuls of it. Oh, my God. After I went down, the trainer took me off the field, and I was brought to the hospital in an ambulance. The entire 15-minute ride coming to terms with the chance I might die because people who have that much blood coming out of their mouth usually die. Oh, my God. Luckily, after a couple hours in the hospital, no real emergency care given, the doctor told me I had a bruised lung. Oy. It's basically the same as any other bruise. It was just internal, so my lungs had to naturally evacuate the blood pooling. I'm sorry for laughing initially. Like, that was my initial reaction. was hysterically laughing. <laughs> Started vomiting blood. It, it, I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. By your standard, it looked terrible. People thought I was dying, uh, and I got a ton of street cred for the fact that I played about a minute while throwing up blood. <laughs> But it made the campus rounds what had happened. To Julio's point, it healed fast. It was really just a bruise, so I had to set out of practice and games for a week. But after that, there was no pain, issues, or lasting problems. That is a gr- that's a really good one, That's Ryan. a really fucking good one, dude. That's a good one. Uh, you know, I say that's a good one. You're going to the hospital thinking you're going to die. That's true. That's that's the one downside. Here. Vomiting blood is really dramatic. It doesn't matter if you're not in that much of a life, you know, injury yeah. situation. That's a, a really unpleasant. <laughs> that's that's kind of worse than if I've got a cut on my shin and I don't notice it. <laughs> true, but he he makes a funny point. Like vomiting blood is typically like the last thing you do. <laughs> like if it you're is. Mom- if it you're is. vomiting blood, it's not a good sign. No, um, no. Most people that vomit blood, uh, <laughs> it's done. You're done. Yeah, you know, are not saying goodbye. Oh man, um, that is. I do think that's a good example, though. Like, while your point is definitely valid of the fact that thinking you're going to die is not chill, the fact that there was like very little sort of side effects and a very quick recovery, he just became the man. Everyone likes you more when yeah. you're hurt. Yeah, everyone yeah. likes him. He's the he- he's a hero. He's somehow. a hero. Do you know? Yeah. And and for a while, unfortunately, there's no cast that you can wear for vomiting blood. <laughs> That's true. You know, to remind everyone, that you're no hurt. one can sign your lung, <laughs> your bruised lung. Uh, but still, very very noble uh, injury. That's a good manly medieval injury to take uh, for sure. Guys, we've been really psyched to see you guys ordering all of the Oops Beans. It's just real. What a nice thing that's been for the Oops community. It is the biggest flex in the history of podcast collabs, specifically for us, the coffee lovers that we are. We've even been seeing people who are having it shipped to internationally. There was a girl in Quebec who paid a, a crazy amount of money to get it all the way up there. Yeah, well, uh, and we appreciate but money that. well spent as far as I'm concerned. Good on you. Enjoy those Oops beans and, and, and flex those beans for all the people up there who are too unwilling to pay the shipping costs. <laughs> 
Dude, not to mention it's cold up there, brother. Sure is. And uh, you know what goes well with a nice fucking cup of espresso is a good knocking boots sesh. Oh, you know that's sure to follow if you grind some beans in the morning <laughs> in the and they're fr- still around. The frozen highlands of Quebec with yeah. the St. Lawrence River fl- flowing through. Absolutely. Is that even the river that goes uh, through It could there? be. It doesn't could really be. matter. Nobody cares. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what's, what's flowing these days is the uh, delicious uh, bubbly uh, goodness that is the espresso from which uh, the Oops Beans... What you get? What I'm trying to say <laughs> flows. Uh, we love the Oops beans. Everyone loves them. The tins are great. Uh, Brooklyn Roasting's awesome. Get, get some of their other blends as well. But definitely get yourself some Oops beans using promo code Oops beans. You knew that was coming. Five percent off your order right here, right now. Go to BrooklynRoasting.com. Promo code Oops beans. Get yourself some. Get yourself. Do I have a question for you? Sure. Um, about t-shirts. About t-shirt wearing. Okay. Is there a rule, like, do you have a rule as far as, I've started to realize that perhaps I'm a little extreme with my t-shirt policy. Um, Being that, and my brother, again, this is another way that me and my brother are similar. I'll tell you why after this. But like, I'm always afraid that my t-shirts, I'm going to sweat and I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to smell. Even though I I don't think I do and I don't think I'm a smelly person. But like, after I wear a t-shirt once, even if I barely wear it, I will automatically throw it in the laundry. And is that wrong? How long? What if you wore that T-shirt, let's say, for an hour of just hanging out inside? Would you throw that in the laundry? That one, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. If it goes outside, it's going in the laundry, even if it's just for like a tiny bit. Yes. Or if I wear it half a day, or if I put it in the laundry immediately. I I'm in the same position. I okay. do exactly okay, what good. you do. Good. Your good. brother doesn't wash his T-shirts. No, but my brother is. I, no, he does. But he also must have been at some point sort of like worried about some sort of related thing. Cause at one point he did this thing where he would walk. Like if he was wearing a shirt that he thought was like sweat stain prone, he would actually walk with his arms slightly extended. <laughs> and it was so subtle that I didn't want to like call him out on it. Cause I was like, maybe he like doesn't notice he's doing that. I don't want to make him feel self-conscious. So I never said anything. <laughs> and one day it came to light that the purpose of him doing that was to prevent pit stainage from occurring. Yeah, that's funny. And it was pretty fucking funny. That is funny. Definitely something that I have thought about. Before. Good for him. That's uh, a nice, uh, he walked with invisible lat syndrome. <laughs> yes. You know about that? You're just too jacked. Where you think, where, but you're not. Uh, but you, where, you walk with your arms away from your body as if your lats are so big <laughs> that you can't hold your arms flush to your side. Invisible lat syndrome. ILS, yeah. Dude, I, I haven't done this yet and I wanted to take the, the time to do it. I want to thank you for having your wedding in America. Oh. <laughs> Because as it stands, and I actually just got a request for my email or, or something. I actually should double check what he said. But so maybe a fifth one coming. And then the sixth one I can't make it to. But out of the four that I currently am going to, three of them are not in the country. Oh, my God. 75% of my weddings are international. How many do you have so far this summer? This is all this summer? No, this is this upcoming year. So yeah. I, have, I have one in March in Mexico. I have one in June in Budapest in Hungary. Ooh. And then I have one in July in Italy. And then I have yours in August, but yours See, is See, the, the, the Budapest, Italy is what's going to kill you. Money-wise or just... Just going to Europe so close, but not close enough to be able to stay. So this is what, the, this is what we're doing. Because, um, okay, the first... So Budapest um, is a very close friend, and that's going to be a quick-ish trip. We'll go, we'll take that overnight flight, we'll stay for a few nights, whatever, come back. But for the July, we're going to turn it into a trip. 
where the wedding will become the destination. Interesting. So we'll go a couple other places, make it like a week long thing. You're gonna go to Italy. You're gonna we're, bounce we're around gonna, Italy. We're gonna end up in Italy. We're not. We're gonna start. I think maybe like Croatia. Wow. And just kind of and drive to Italy. Whew. But Unreal. Like, yeah. I mean, whatever. That that's like the plan. That's cool. To spice it up a little bit. I get that. I get um, that. Make sure you're not too wedding down. Dude, I'm ready we for yours, We need you baby. guys to be spring chickens No, for no, no, hours. dude, I don't get wedding doubt. I actually, I like, so famous say. last words. Okay. So you say. So, okay, I, I realize that it's going to be a big, it's going to be an expensive year for weddings and whatever. I'm I'm willing to accept that. But the, the way I'm looking at it is it's like, it's all going to be either close friends or new experiences or whatever. So, like, I think they'll all be great. But, you know, throw three or four more in there. I'm sure I'll start bitching. Is there, what, what are you, what is your threshold for saying no to a wedding what do you what makes you decide to turn one down um well if i just physically can't make it like the one in eight there's one in the end of april where i'm supposed to be shooting something so i, I can't do it so i can't go to that one if the fr- mm, i don't want to implicate or anything but i was gonna say like it, let's say that was this a really a, he, close friend he's a good friend he's not like like he's he's a good friend um you know i don't think either of us would call each other each other's best friends yeah um However, in this particular situation, I, I don't think I would be able to not do the work thing. It's too like rare of a thing. So even if you were like in the wedding, you would have to do the work thing. I wouldn't be able to do this one. Wow. Specifically, but dude, any ninety five percent of work things could be worked around. Yeah, it's not a thing that it's like a commercial. Like I, I would forego a commercial for one of my closest friends. Wow. Even if it's like that, turns that into like a ten thousand plus dollar wedding much, for you. Much more, if it if it goes oh, the way it's supposed to. Man, dude. Like like I would I would say baseline. You're gonna make at least if that commercial happens and it air it airs in the slightest possible way. That's like twenty k. Twenty at least. Yeah. Um. So from like my closest friend, I would consider foregoing that. But when it's like a real work thing, that's like I know a commercial is money, but like a career builder work thing. It's like, you have to do it. Yeah. Lightning doesn't always strike, you know? So whatever. But my threshold for saying no, dude, I'll say no. And when I was younger, I used to say no all the time because I just couldn't afford it. I just couldn't go. Yeah. A friend got married in Texas. I couldn't go. I like, didn't have any money. I was like, I can't go to that dude. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And, and, and the How thing fun, that would be a fun way to say. So you know, no. what's funny. I was, I was too embarrassed to say that. So I'd rather seem like a dick than admit that I don't have any money, which I, is like shitty. So he probably just thinks I'm a dick. I would love to tell one of my friends right now, I can't come to your wedding. I can't afford it. Yeah. Even though they know I can. Well, yeah. Because so. then it's on them. I mean, that would be kind of a dick thing. Yeah, that's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. But dude, there's a, there's a, okay, the threshold for accepting or canceling, there's a couple of things that go into it. So it's like, A, how close are you to the person? B, how fucking fun is it going to be? You know what I mean? If it's, Oh, this is our wedding we had the the system oh i forgot about what it is the i forgot point about system, the point system the, yeah no but the point system applies to your own personal wedding score as opposed to this this is a different system this is the should i go to this wedding system. no it applies really? that's what that was i thought that that was like okay what's your wedding score versus my wedding score no 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 are you sure it was always should you go or not i re- the way that i recall and maybe we've had this conversation a couple times or maybe we were just having of the same conversation differently. I read it as you and I were competing who 
who has a higher wedding score this year, meaning how many points are the wedding that you are going to worth? Oh, and interesting. Why? You're traveling for it. You're in the, you're in the, uh, you're a groomsman. It's well, an that, entire weekend. That was, that was one conversation we had, but and my, so my a different yeah, friend of mine, two different, got it, two yeah, different got it, got it, got it, got it. Friend of mine had that, the other system of like helping you know. determine if you should go or not. Got it. And it, you know, it was like, if you're, how much do you like these people? How sick will the wedding be? Yeah. You know, do you get to see, how often do you get to see them? Right. Stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So, so towards that end, it's like. For me, it's like, okay, if it's a place that's really cool or if it's like going to be a new experience or if, you know, whatever. There's things that go into it that, that'll make me say yes to something that I might have said no to. But dude, when it all boils down to it, it's like, if you can't, you can't. And if people are mad, they're mad and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't make everybody happy. So yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, interesting year. You've got a lot of weddings coming up. I do not have too many, fortunately. Besides your own. Which, of course, is the ultimate, yeah. which I can't wait for, by the way. So excited. Should be fun. Should be fun. And it's also nice to know that I've been, that you're going on a two-week honeymoon because I will plan to yeah, go we're gonna shoot have something to, during that time. Yeah, we'll have to do That's fun. some some banks, some eppies. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. That's all. Should we do an email? Oh, yeah. Let's do an email. Okay. Quick uh, email, Ski, and uh, here we go. Chris, what's up? Chris was like, we're done. Oh, We've no. done enough. <laughs> Yes. We'll, we'll keep we'll going. Here. This we'll is a nice keep way to going. tie the bow. Yeah. Um, this is called Anniversary Gifts and Clingy Ex Coworker. What's up, fellas? Um, Julio, say what it is that gets Francis panties in a wad. Okay. Insert. Love the podcast, guys. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Tell this guy to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who says was up in this day and age? That was dead after. Was up. Nobody says that anymore, loser. <laughs> That's a good way to age yourself. Was up. Um, all right, just start fucking around. Next month is the one-year anniversary for me and my girlfriend. We are serious, and after she graduates, she will be moving in with me. Uh, we communicate very openly, and we st- and we started talking about our anniversary, and of course, gifts became a topic. She said the an- anniversary gift should be sentimental or an event like a concert or night at an art museum. I already bought her a nice necklace that she said she wanted a few months ago. I just got it yesterday, three weeks till the anniversary. Should I save the nice necklace for another time? Say Christmas since it's right around the corner, or do I give it to her now? Or do I pivot and go with something more sentimental? What is an appropriate sentimental gift? Rose petals in the bedroom with me <laughs> naked on the bed, a tastefully sexy picture. Please help me. So it sounds like there's a couple of questions here. I would save it and that way you are you can you can take her to the art museum if that's a thing. Yeah. For, for the or whatever a concert something like that that's a fun night for the anniversary to celebrate the anniversary but more importantly it it saves you money because yeah. you've got then you don't have to buy a cres- a pris- oh jesus a christmas present and you use the necklace for that so i realized this is dated in october so dude i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry we, we just get a ton of emails and we save the good ones uh to get to them eventually so we're sorry that this isn't timely advice. well i'm curious we'll be curious to what you what, ha- what he did yeah, yeah let us know um i would have saved the necklace but it takes a lot of willpower when i have a gift to give somebody that i'm excited about I want to give it to. I can't. I can't even make it to their birthday typically. Yeah, you know, same. I get so psyched. I get like, so psyched ah, if I've got a really a good my gift. Yeah. Um, I think the but sentimental gift. It's easy. Just take her somewhere that is a memory for you guys. Like yeah. The first place you did this or that, something that she'll remember, of course. Uh, and if you sit there and think about it for ten minutes, you'll come up with something. It doesn't have to be rose petals. I would actually argue that rose petals isn't sentimental. It's romantic. 
Yeah, that's conventionally right. speaking. Unless you know they met in a rose garden. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, well, good luck with that. I hope that that answers the question. Um, we'll we'll answer this other one too quickly since he asked to, because uh, this one's kind of good. Damn, too. dude, Chris is trying to get out of here. <laughs> also, also need. Uh, advice for the workplace. When I first started my new job about a year ago, my desk mate was the first person I got to know as it happens. Uh, we thought we had a lot in common at first, but as time went on, my opinion changed. That tends to happen with oh, the first isn't that new amazing? person you meet. Isn't that amazing how often that happens? Yeah, like you the think, first person you met at college. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You're just so excited. You think, oh, this is my best friend. Where have you been all my life? And three weeks later, you're like, oh, you keep your toenail clippings <laughs> for what um, as time went on she would vent to me about office drama personally i could care less i come to work take care of my business and go home i'm not here to make friends she would text and call me hours after work crying about something that happened at work she later told me she loved me like a brother as i said i would say we were friendly but not friends she's she has quit since but won't leave me alone she even went as far as calling me out for not always replying. Am I an asshole for ignoring her? No. What is going on? This is not, there's no romance here, right? They're just no. friends. I, I mean, it sounds like her saying she loves him as a brother. That's maybe his denial. ultimate friend zone <laughs> wording, right? But it's also ultimate denial wording. If he clearly has no feelings for her and she's like, I love you like a brother. Lilab. Um, what? Lilab? What's that? Love you like a brother? Oh, wow. Something we used to type to each other on AOL Instant Lilab. Messenger. Like Lilas was love you like a sis. Um, so I, I think this guy needs to cut ties with this Looney Tune. Yeah, you, I think it's okay to be like, you, like, listen, like, I feel like this is sort of like inappropriate violation of our boundaries. Like it's you coming to me with your problems and like I don't do that to you. And like... It also sounds like he's not that pumped about her anymore as a friend you know yeah and so this is her showing her true colors the world is full of good people you don't have to hang on to people that just don't uphold their end of the bargain of friendship i i agree i i think for just because this is a person you met in the workplace i don't and this might be completely wrong but it seems like there might be some value to getting it to a point where everybody where things seem normal and I think having a direct conversation with her might be a good way to do that as opposed to just like completely ghosting her. True. Yeah. You should try Maybe. the nice way. And if she's not willing to have that, then you're just going to have to burn that bridge. BTB. Blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Take us out. Oops, the podcast. Uh, you know us. Hopefully you love us. We love you. Um, we're going to keep pumping out some cool, fun stuff. Uh, we're going to have some more merch coming out, probably closer to the spring, uh, but it'll be like a nice, proper, comprehensive drop if there's any sort of like uh, things that you're interested in or things that you would like to see in that. Please let us know as we develop the collection. Mm. Um, and we hope to have some more fun stuff coming up. We're going to be doing some more kind of like YouTube content. Keep your eyes peeled for that. And uh, we're excited to keep growing and, uh, and spending more time with you guys. Uh, I'm at Now Julio. He's at Francis Cialis. We have some dates coming up, right? Yeah, I'm at um, Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. That's going to be February 8th and 9th. And then I'm going to be at Gotham. Wait, hold on a second. Let me double check that. I'm um, also at Gotham Comedy Club, April 8th and 9th. That's a big New York show. The February shows at Bananas are on... 
Bananas. February, February 18th and 19th. 19th. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to be at Denver Comedy Works with Ricky Velez, uh, 331 through 42. Um, I might hop on a couple other legs of his little tour as well. We're kind of figuring it out still. Uh, hope to have some of my own dates too. And we hope to add some more uh, for Oops as well. We'll keep you posted. That is all for now. Talk to you soon.